Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, we made it through the weekend and the heat is a coming, and that's not Lori and Julia. It's Julia today, and we've got special guest host, the laundry guy, Patrick Richardson. Thanks for joining us. So let's sit back and enjoy the show, guys. We're so excited. Patrick, last time you were here, you blew up our phone lines. We're not going to take questions quite yet, but we're going to get to them. How are you? Thanks for coming in. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this forever. I'm so glad you're here. Me Look at too. that. Look at how people are so excited to come to work with us, Grant. That's true, because we're fun. I know. You're, so, you're both so fun. <laughs> oh, thank you. Did you do anything fun this weekend? Um, I did all kinds of, like, housey things, but then, I mean, my most exciting thing is I couldn't wait to watch the Tonys. And the problem is, last night, the Tonys and the second two parts of Watergate on CNN were on. Oh. So I had TV, like, all what? night. All night. Yeah, I just had to stay up late, which I never stay up late, but I had to because I wanted to watch both of those things. They, I think the Tonys delivered. Oh, so good. Okay, first of all, she's the cutest thing in the whole world. Ariana. Ariana. Yeah. I, du Bois, is yeah, that how we say it? I think so. She's darling. I love her. Darling. She got a standing ovation at the end of it. And she should have, because yeah. she was amazing. Amazing. And it she was hosted. nice to have... She's from West Side Story. And it was nice to have somebody from Broadway host the Tonys. Yes. Because she got it. And then, you know, there were so many performances last night, like the woman from Paradise Square, and I can't think of her name, but she won. She was darling. We're going to get to all those people. Yeah, we'll get to all those people. So you loved it. And are you enjoying watching Watergate? Because, like, I have such a negative thing about Watergate because when it was on in 72 or 3 or 1 or whenever that year was, Mm -hmm. it, like, was all programming. And, like, we couldn't watch cartoons. We couldn't watch soap operas or anything. So I... I know that sounds silly. No. That I'm holding a grudge against it still. Yeah, fair enough. But is it good? Is it delivering? It was so good because I kind of knew a lot about it just because, I mean, I've grown up with so many people who are so into watching politics and documentaries. Sure. Sure. And there were things in this I'd never seen before. Right. And it's an interesting time given, you know, what's going on right now. Right. To watch that. I mean, which makes it a little more... Of the moment. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I really liked it. It was cool. four parts. I think CNN, anytime they do those specials, I always think they're great. I, I do think they do a good you job. Know, the next of those. one's Arthur Ashe. Oh, and I love Arthur Ashe, my tennis player. Yeah. Oh, my tennis player. I love him. Yeah, Arthur it's first next week, I think. Oh, really? Oh, I'll have mm-hmm. to watch for that. Grant, what'd you do all weekend? Anything? Uh, I did make it down to a Twins game for a little bit on Saturday, which was fun. But uh, more importantly, I do want to say I got to spend some time with a lot of old friends on Sunday at Lord Fletcher's. We had a celebration of life for. A close friend of mine, my parents, Linda Jurdy, she passed away from COVID and cancer. She had it at the same time, but back when we couldn't really do anything. Right. But we all got together and there was a huge crowd of people. I'm sure some of them are listening right now that were down at Fletcher's because she was, she was a bus driver in Mounds, So she touched a lot of people and, and it was just really nice to see a lot of old faces and, and have fun with that. So I just wanted to take a second to remember her and remember that moment. But other than that, it was a good weekend. You good. Know? Yeah. Good. So, I yeah. caught a fish. I was going to say, what did you I do? I never fish on my lake. Wow. And I have a friend and he's fi- he's fishes. And so we ended up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm catching fish on this lake that I always swore there's no fishing. 
It's the funniest thing. People always think they can catch fish on my lake. And I'm like, there's no fish in here. <laughs> so we've never caught them. And I've been there 25 years. Um, and it was just, it was a beautiful cabin weekend. Because it was, the weather was not too hot, not too yes. cold. And it was overcast enough to keep out the riffraff. So there weren't that many people out in the lake. So it was just like, nice. took a nice sauna, jumped in the lake, freezing. But it was super. I had a great, I just had a great weekend. Lori's going to be back tomorrow. She's with the Mooty. And uh, we got to give a shout out to Hannah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Hannah. If you're listening, go Hannah, our social media gal. It's nice. your birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, Hannah. I don't know how old she is. She might be 25. Yeah, she's young. I know she is. Definitely young. She's way younger than us. <laughs> That's but, true. Um, happy birthday. Hope you're having a great, great, great day. Okay, so um, some of the things. Okay, so I got up at like five this morning to come back oh. to work. And what you see on the road. And the country in the morning, I saw like a turkey, not a gobble gobble turkey, but a like a predator turkey, like the hugest thing I've ever seen over a deer. You know, there's so much right. roadkill that happens in the early days of the morning. And I'm just like, I'm not looking at that one. What was that one? I'm not going to look at that. I couldn't even believe it. But a lot of a lot of action on the roads Yeah, in the in the early mornings. It was kind of like, ooh, yeah, that's, um... clean up yet. Yeah, no. There's a lot. You know. There's I mean, a lot. When I go up early in the morning, I just go outside and, you know, talk to my plants. There you go. That's kind of... And I'm seeing a Bambi and her sister and her brother. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was like, yikes, yikes. This week we have, um, well, just today even, we have Sex Monday and we're going to, it's the 50th anniversary of a classic movie that Patrick has some insight to, Grant. Oh, nice. And is very excited we're going to oh, be talking awesome. about it. So we're going to talk about that during Sex Monday. Heck yeah. Um, Elvis is happening this week. I know tomorrow on Jason's show, he will be talking to, uh, why is the name? Austin Butler. Thank you. Yep. Who, is he Australian? He must I be. I don't know. Let me look. Because when he opened his mouth, we're going to listen a little bit to that. I think he's from Australia. He couldn't be any better looking, but then he opened his mouth with the accent, and I'm like, how do you get all of it? I mean, he's beautiful. Are you excited about that movie? I cannot wait. I actually, so odd story. I was on Jason this morning. Oh, you oh. were? I was. <laughs> I didn't him. watch it today well, because I was driving over the gas. It okay. was preempted. So oh, it's going to air. That's right. Weeks. That's why I didn't. Okay. So um, that's he was. so funny. I know. It's hysterical. <laughs> so he was talking about this movie and I was already super excited to see it. Hearing him talk about it, oh. like honestly. If we could, we'd just stream it right now. Oh, and just, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I first of all, I love those. Like, I loved the Freddie Mercury. I Bio really picks. loved El, Elton John, those biopics. Beyond, yeah. Elton John. And Judy. Yeah. Oh, oh, Judy was the best. Yeah, so I can't wait. <laughs> because I love Elvis. Like, my mom, my mom's like, I mean, probably her one, like, true love was Elvis. Aww. So I grew up really listening to Elvis. You and Lori. Yeah. yeah she, I mean, but my mother, and it's weird because I kind of realized like my dad as a young man kind of looked like Elvis. Oh. Um, so, you know, I think That's that was, funny. I mean, my mom clearly had a type and. Um, <laughs> That's funny. And you so, grew up in Kentucky. Yeah. So I can't wait to see Elvis. Oh, and tomorrow he's interviewing Austin Butler. And Austin Butler is from Anah Anaheim, California, actually. How does he? He sounded like he had an accent. Well, we'll he listen did. to he it. He sounded like British or Australian, Didn't but he? I think it's a combination of him still like taking on this character a little bit because 
when I was watching those clips and when I've seen other interviews right. of him, he does the, the 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 mannerisms that Elvis had, you know, touching his face yes. and kind of the cool, suave, slow talk. I mean, maybe it's just what he adapted from being Elvis. And maybe know? he's just going to extend that out for the week of, of all the press. Well, when we come back, we're going to hear from him and Tom Hanks about Elvis, the movie that's coming out this week. Next week. I next think weekend. Next weekend. It's okay. the, Yeah, it's not this weekend. No. Why are they teasing us for so many months and yeah. years on this one? We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia. My talk. That's Elvis, and I don't know if that's Austin Butler singing Elvis or Elvis singing Elvis, but we this morning on um, Good Morning America, uh, Tom Hanks, who plays Colonel Tom Parker, and Austin Butler, who plays Elvis, sat down with George Snuffleupagus and get and crew, and so here they are talking. And it's kind of their first time. We've heard Boz Lerman do a lot of interviews, but this is them talking about kind of the transformation. This is Austin Butler talking about the transformation of getting to be Elvis. Austin, you transformed into the king so well. The hair, the voice, all the moves. How intimidating was it to take it on, though? It was, it was the most intimidating thing I've ever done. It, uh, I... I honestly didn't sleep for about two years, and I didn't do anything else for that time, so yeah, that was my life. Okay, so here I'm saying to Patrick, doesn't that sound like a foreign accent? He goes, or a stoner. <laughs> or a stoner. But he talked about that. Once he got this role, he stayed in character, and it was like two exhausting years, and you kind of hear a little bit about because they filmed at the very beginning of COVID, and Tom Hanks, remember, the first celebrity COVID person. And so yeah. here they are talking about their beginning experience working together. I don't know a time in my life, in the same way as I don't know a time in my life where I didn't know who Elvis was, I don't know a time in my life where I didn't know who Tom was. Mm. I, I, it's, he feels like a part of my family because of the amount of times I've seen him on my TV as a from the time I was born. So, uh, VHS I mean, tapes. Yeah, they were all VHS <laughs> tapes. Yeah, so it was, but I mean, just thinking of the amount of films that I've, I've admired, and, and uh, he's my hero. And, and then getting to be in the same room with Tom, and he, he was, he surpassed any idea that I had. You know, we, and, we uh, the, the COVID protocols kept us yeah. apart. We did not get to hang out nearly as, I mean, half of the making a movie is the quality of the hang. And we were always kept separated yeah. because of literally the biosecurity uh, requirements of the state of Queensland and Australia. We could not hang out with each other. But there was that one day very early on where we were in a civilian clothes, yeah. we were able to meet up, and we got to lock eyes for a minute and register the overpowering fear that we were both uh, <laughs> trying to wrestle with. Yes. Look, I mean, in all honesty, if, 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 if this was the movie called The George Stephanopoulos Story, this man is playing George Stephanopoulos. That's a big responsibility <laughs> if, uh, around, uh, around the But can the you set. imagine <laughs> not being able to hang out? I mean, and that's so true, the relationships off the air or when the camera isn't looking. I mean, you have to have chemistry. Yeah. And because of COVID, they were couldn't see each other, couldn't spend any time together. Yeah. How crazy I say, and you know the lockdowns in Australia, and I think they were on um, in, um, what's the island? New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Weren't they in Queensland? Mm-hmm. Is that in Australia? They're right? in Australia, in Queensland, Australia. Australia. Thank you. Yep. But they had worse restrictions, so they were talking kind of about that. And here they are talking about, because there's pictures on the internet today about um, Lisa Marie Presley, Kylie Keogh, the daughter of Lisa Marie, and then the mom whose name, what is, the brain Priscilla? F- thank you, Presley, the three of them at the premiere in 
at Graceland. So here they are talking about how important it was to them. They have had their the man in their lives represented in so many different ways from you know with the familiarity of a Hershey bar or a Coca-Cola bottle to ways that I think that really didn't do the man's uh, service or his artistry mm -hmm. and that they that they've been a part of this movie from the get-go when was the first time Baz talked to uh, Lisa Marie I think it's uh, five years five ago. five years ago this has been a long haul and I would be very, very suspect if anybody was going to come to me five years ago and says, we want to make the definitive movie about you and your family. Mm. I would be waiting to find out <laughs> if I could trust those people or not. Uh, uh, and God bless them. Uh, they responded to Baz's uh, artistry. They responded to the incarnation of Elvis by, by way of uh, this living legend sitting right next to me. Uh, uh, right now uh but to not and it wasn't just to have them but also have look there are memphis is a town unlike many others and the people here love memphis support memphis and elvis presley is memphis you do not want to disappoint these people and i don't think we did the the screening i yeah. you don't want to disappoint anybody because you are working with the legend he went on to say tom hanks said you know getting more into the um, Colonel Tom Parker character, who was his, not manager, his promoter, and he said, had Colonel Tom Parker not had his insecurities and understood the bigger picture and had a passport, you know, he couldn't travel outside of the U.S., he, Elvis could have been so much bigger, but oh. Colonel Tom Parker, he saw all the ways that he held him back, and Elvis could have lived a different life, and it could have been a different story. You know, wow. kind of in a way. So I thought that was interesting. I'm, you're dying. You're so excited to see this. I know. I, do, I can't. I mean, I <laughs> absolutely just cannot. Yeah. Wait. I mean, it's the movie this year that I want to see. And so your mom is this huge fan. Incredible. And huge fan. did she ever see him in concert? Do you know anyone that saw him in concert? Okay, so she did not. She actually had tickets. Oh. For the sh first show after he died. Oh my Are you kidding? Gosh. So I have to in um it's funny because yeah, she had them right after he died and um so I have them actually in you my have the den. Tickets? Oh, that's cool. I have the tickets framed. That's cool. Of course. Yeah, because they're a collector's item and a half. That is so cool. Yeah. Patrick, that is so cool. I got goosebumps right now. No, in in again, now this is a conversation we had a couple weeks ago. We were talking with John Bream. Mm -hmm. And Patrick's um husband is Ross Rare. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hello, who is the music critic for the St. Paul Pioneer Press, amongst other things. Okay. And so, you know, I feel like it's a great disservice to us as 
buying ticket customers that we don't get a ticket. Yes. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. it's a huge disservice because that's our yeah. souvenir. That's your scrapbook. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's um. It's funny. I actually have. That's his, That's funny that you bring it up. Years ago, unfortunately, Ross's mom died like several years ago. But I wanted, I love Olivia Newton John. Olivia yeah. Newton John is kind of my Elvis. Uh-huh. And um, I love her. And so, isn't that funny? Yeah. And so she was going to perform in the casino in, outside of Duluth, sure. which is where Ross's mom, Ross's parents were. And Ross's mom went all the time. And so I said, well, you know, I want to go see Olivia Newton John. Right. And she said, so do I, and nobody will go. And I said, well, I will drive up. And we'll go. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I drove up and, you know, stayed at the casino that night, like in the hotel. And I still have the ticket mm-hmm. in my jacket pocket because it's really funny. I have that. I have that ticket and Granny Dude's hanky mm-hmm. tucked into my jacket pocket. And I wear it on TV. So they're kind of, you know, yeah, hanging out with me. Yeah. But oh. that ticket, you know, I it's- mean... It, yeah, I'm with you. The it ticket means is, something. It sure yes, does. It does. And that we don't get them anymore. I just feel like it's wrong. I, my whole life, have saved tickets. He's a collector. Every single... Yeah, I'm a collector, so those tickets that you have, that is beautiful. But, like, every ticket to even a sports game. I have my first sports game with my dad, my first one with my mom. I mean, everything going back. And I want to be this old guy that, like, has these tickets, can look up the game and look up the statistics and see what happened. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a sporting event, can go back and remember some of that stuff. But you, I've heard now that they do allow you certain venues certain big tours you can buy a hard ticket for an extra fee you just got to contact their promoter and they charge you for it it's dumb it's dumb i know it but you've got the concert that didn't mm -hmm. happen that's crazy unbelievable oh my gosh yeah my dad gave them to me for christmas um that's like so cool patrick yeah isn't that great oh my gosh i absolutely love that i'm thinking of I've once to Prince's concert, not like oh. the one at Excel, like a really, really old one Amazing. at um, the Grand Slam. Wow. I have that one of those tickets, but I think of some of the Lori saved tickets forever, too. It's just a memory. It's a way to collect memories that's not on your, your bloody phone. Right. You know? it's, it's They're small. I mean, you yeah. can put a whole lot of them in a cigar box. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we remember when we used to collect matchbooks. Do you have someone, Grant? Yeah. Let's get Susie on real quick. I know we're short of time, but she okay. saw Elvis twice live. Susie, how was Susie! seeing Elvis? I tell you, um, talk about a bucket list. Really, the, uh, my husband was going to school in Madison. And the first time I saw him, he was in his prime. It was probably 1973. Oh, my word. And um, he was in Milwaukee. Oh. Drove to Milwaukee, pouring rain. I could not, I barely could see, but I thought, damn it, Elvis, I will see you nice. from hell or high water. Awesome. And, um, it was, it was just, I, words just can't describe it. It was just amazing. Are you excited was, for the movie? Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I just can't wait. And as I've been hearing, nothing but good, good reviews. Oh, and then the last time yeah. I saw him, he was here. In St. Paul, I saw him April 30th, and he died, was it August? August 28th or 16th, yeah, sometime. Wow. wow. Cool story. So even though he wasn't his prime anymore, right. and he was the heavy Elvis, the voice was still impeccable. Oh, how Just cool. Thank you. I'm so glad you called. Thank you so much for that. I got to get to the traffic, guys. Sorry to interrupt here, guys, but we're going to cut this off real quick. Thank you so much, Susie, for those great stories. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday. Um, we are supposed to get hot and sticky, which I'm so excited about. 
We haven't had any heat. Yeah, we've got an excessive heat warning in effect from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tuesday. So it's going to feel like 103, 104 degrees, even though the high is a 98. But yeah, excessive heat warning for tomorrow. (laughs) And Patrick, um, the laundry guy, is with us. And from Mona Williams at Mm -hmm. the Mall of America is his store. And you also are the laundry guy in Discovery Plus TV. And we can follow him at Patrick Laundry on Insta and Twitter. Laundry Patrick. Laundry Patrick. Sorry. Close enough. Wings in. And we're going to take questions after our next break for you about laundry specific things, which I have a big one. But in the meantime, I gave you an assignment because you were going to fill in for Lori today about Mm -hmm. the Tonys. So in a nutshell, or just the big overview, your thoughts, because it really hadn't been on in two years. What did you think as an entertainment program? I thought it was fantastic. First of all, I think it would have been great even if it had been up against, you know, year after year after year because I thought Ariana DeBose was so cute. She's such a good... She's in West Side Story, the movie. If That's how people know her. Was she the one with the Oscar situation in West Side Story? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Was she that dance? I think she was. I didn't get invited. Yes. But then they invited yes. her last yeah, yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then okay. she won. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, was cool. that was She's her. She's gorgeous yes. and darling and a spark plug. And and the other thing that I loved was for the first time in ever, there's a lot of new content on Broadway. Yeah. And it was actually new content. It wasn't Shrek and remakes of right. Disney things. It was real right. new content. Right. Um so that was fun. It was also very diverse, which was exciting. Beyond. Yep. Because there are things that you hadn't seen before. Right. And then, you know, to top it all off, a lot of new people won. So I mean, I love Bernadette Peters so very much. And, you know, I mean, she sang and she was heaven. But it was fun to see people that we don't see every year get up on the stage and win. I mean, how exciting was that? I I, I don't even know the shows. And when I saw Joaquina Calicongo, oh. Calicongo um, from Paradise Square win, first of all, her, her hair was, I, I just spent... 10 minutes thinking, how do you do that? She was so lovely, but she performed too last night, right? And she sings this song called Burn It Down or Mm -hmm. Let It Burn. And I mean, you just chills just ran up and down your spine because first of all, it made me think of everything that was going on here two years ago. Yeah. So there was that. But then, I mean, she... Her voice just has this power. She reminded me a lot of Audra McDonald. Yeah, right. But... New, but yes. there again, somebody had never seen new. before. Right, so I was so excited. Right, the new thing. And then, did you like? Um, you know, I was. You know, Michelle Lee, we haven't seen right. on stage in a while, and she kind of was canceled. Right after all of her Glee stuff. Right, um, Rachel from Glee, and I thought that was nice to see her up on stage with yeah. the ensemble and not being the hog. Right, and you know, there's that, that documentary. What last month about the 10th anniversary of Spring Awakening and. You know, and I remember when Spring Awakening came out, and it was just so different than anything. So it was sort of fun to remember it. Uh-huh. And, you know, Jonathan Goff, and he was, you know, I mean, they looked like they were having fun. I, I think they did. And then this new one, The Strange Loop, which is a play about a black ma- gay man writing a play about a black, black gay man. Writing a writing play. A play. Mm-hmm. So it's like High School Musical, the musical, the show about the High School Musical kind of thing. Right. And the, the, just the title, but... But that um, Jennifer Hudson was one of the producers, and she won an EGOT, which we'll get to. But that play is supposed to be phenomenal. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. Yep. I saw Chris hit- Hewitt, I think, might have seen it. Oh, I'm sure he yeah. has, because, you know. But um, the the lead 
you know, I didn't really know much about it. Right. I saw him and seeing him for like 10 seconds, I was ready to get on a plane and go to New York. I really? was so, I just fell in love with him. He's so cute and so charming. I just, I mean, I was ready to see it. And, you know, the last few Tonys, it's like, oh, great, whatever. I didn't right, care. Right. But I saw these things and like, I'm ready to go to Broadway. And, you know, I love to, I love Broadway. I love to go to New York. Yep. I will go to New York at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And, but I mean, there were several things. I'm like, yeah, I, I've got to get there because I need to see some things. It, this one sounds phenomenal. Yeah. This one sounds phenomenal. Um, What's that, sweetie? I did find um, that Jaquina Let yes. It Burn. Yes. I watched a little bit of what you guys were talking. She was crying during the performance. And I've got a little snippet here. Do you guys want to hear it sure, real quick? Sure, sure. It's pretty touching. Holy she cow. She was amazing. She was, I mean, she was shedding tears as she was oh. singing this part. She is. Wow. Passionate. And I guess it's the play is Paradise Square, which our boss, we ran into him earlier. He said he saw it a few years ago. And it was getting ready to kind of shut down and that she just got a whole new audience excited mm-hmm. about it again. With her performance. And I thought the controversial one was, and I'll be curious, because the gentleman um, who wrote A Strange Loop, his name is Michael R. Jackson. And then, of course, there's MJ, the Michael Jackson new Broadway jukebox musical about the making of the time. What album was it? Um, uh, 1992 Dangerous World Tour. So... He won, and he beat out for Best Actor in a Musical. He beat out um, Billy Hugh, Crystal. And Hugh Jackman. He, Hugh Jackman. Wow. He beat all these people. And I thought, okay, he was delightful, though. I wanted him to win, but it's a controversial show. Yeah, I mean, people he was thoughts. the cutest. Yes. Right? I mean, and, and Miles young, Frost. Miles, and, and charming, but... It's a t- this is a really hard one for me. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I I want to see him because he really embodied Michael Jackson. Oh, jeez. The problem is, it's, it's Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. I mean, it, and I, you know, I've said this two or three times to two or three different people. I feel about Michael Jackson like I feel about Woody Allen. I loved Woody Allen movies. I would watch a Woody Allen movie anytime. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't. I'll probably never watch one again. And that's kind of where I'm getting about Michael Jackson. You're not alone. And it's tough because... I loved Michael Jackson. Well, I mean, it's Michael Jackson. I know. The king of pop. I mean, he was... That's my one... That's the one concert I never saw that I really wanted to get to see. I saw it. Oh, yeah? And, you know, but this Miles Frost... I was in love with him. Exactly. Because he's so... Charming, yeah. And, and if you're happy. going, and right? His and mom, d- single mother, raised him, and he talks about that, and he was so lovely. And I mean, you were—it's the king of pop, and yet he was able to do it. Yeah. And you really believed it. And win a Tony in that tough crowd, being right. up I those mean, other I've, people. I've seen Hugh Jackman on Broadway. Yeah. I actually saw Billy Crystal. Oh, cool. But I've it. Hugh Jackman cool. is unbelievable. That's what I've heard. So to beat him, right? You're not beating, you know. Tom Arnold here. I mean, yeah. this is yeah. big time, yeah. and you know, and to win at that age, I mean, he's incredible. But I don't know. I I, it, I don't know about MJ. I got to be honest. Yeah. I feel you're not alone, and people really have strong feelings one way or the other. Can you let him go away and just listen to the music, which was part of our 
lives, mm-hmm. you know? If I, if, if I had to go see it, I would look at it from the perspective of, let's see this young man and how he can act, and yet there's a controversy behind it, but I would like for him... I'm glad that he was honored. He had nothing to do with the controversy of involving him, but he took a job that was a very big job for him, and he did a great job at yeah. it. So looking at it from artistic perspective, yeah. he did a great job. It's just the behind-the-scenes part of it is tough to, to not let right. it go. It's, it's tough. It would be, honestly, it would be like seeing a Chris Brown musical. That's what go. it would be like. There you go. And, you know, but, I mean, he was incredible. But Chris Brown didn't have as many hits as Michael Jackson. No. But, but I, I mean, get what you're but saying. he was amazing. He was yeah. amazing. He, he was, was Michael Jackson. Of, and he was a part of your life. Yeah, he was. When he was out. And, oh, geez. That's a know. great That's a great one. All right. Yeah. We got to take a break. We're with Patrick. Um, we are, When we come back, we are going to take some calls for some laundry questions. 651-641-1071. I've got a couple for you that I've gotten emails from. So we'll see how many we get to. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is Lori and Julia. My talk. Okay, so... Patrick is with us, um, the laundry val- evangelist, the laundry guy, um, who actually has a television show and wrote a book, Laundry Love. And when you come on, Patrick, our phones just light up. <laughs> and so here are just a couple of the questions. Please give us a buzz yes. at 651-641-1071 if you have a question for Patrick. Here is one that I just showed you, my white blouse. Um, it's old and I just washed it and it came out of the washer and dryer with these little rust looking spots on yep. it. So what those are, they're actually like sugar or oil. They went in the dryer and they caramelized. Like it cooked them and made them that color. So when it was in the washer, you didn't see it. Right. So the stain wasn't there. You put it in the dryer. It cooks it. It's easy to take out. You use a tiny bit of something oily like liquid hand soap, something like that. Sprinkle a little oxygen bleach on it. Let it sit about a half an hour and run hot water through it. It'll come right out. Oh, I just wish you would come to my house and do my laundry. Well, you know. I, I know. Listen call me. We'll I'm great. I, I almost came over to your house. I'm like, I've just got a load. Just let me come over. Yeah. Here's here's a gal who wants to know about her um, her ski jacket. So she has a um, Obermeyer down coat. Yep. So that's a ski brand. Yeah. So how do we wash our down coats? Well, this is a great time to do it, actually. Okay. So what you do is you wash it in a front-loading washer, and you have to use soap. You can't use detergent. So if you're using detergent from the grocery store, go buy some laundry soap. It's It'll be labeled soap or down wash or even hosiery wash. So and like it, even like that old, what was the one we used to write? Woolite. Is Woolite No, Woolite's no? detergent. Okay. Um, it used to be able to get ivory snow, but they don't make it anymore. Right. okay. But you'll be able to find laundry soap, if nothing else, at the co-op, or you can buy downwash, you know, like at REI or something. Okay. Or, you know, at the store. Okay. Mall of America. Yep. Anyway. At Mona Williams. Um, so wash it, just warm wash, express cycle, in a front-loading washer, and hang it up and let it dry. And here's the most important part. Once it's dry... In the dryer, no heat, so air fluff, 15 minutes with tennis balls to beat the loft back into it. But it's great to do right now while it's so hot because the jacket will dry so quickly when you hang it up. Oh, got it. Oh, good idea. So I think this summer, like I'm going to wash my wool overcoat this week. Got it. Well, it's really hot because I can throw it across the rail of the deck. A half hour later, it'll be dried. I'll take it inside and steam it out. Perfect. Okay, so let's take Kristen. Was Kristen first? Yes. Okay, Kristen, you're on my tech. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Great. What question do you have for Patrick? Okay, hi, Patrick. Hi. Um, we 
I'm part of a group. We do theater costumes for high school groups. Fun. And we've got um, an ongoing issue of how to wash rayon, like the stuff that's from the 90s. We have so much retro and vintage stuff. Oh. So like 90s rayon, which tends to get misshapen. But the big one that um, one of our friends came up with is she has um, a vintage uh, gown that's a heavyweight satin. It's a rose-colored, and it's got black mildew speckles. Mm. Can we do anything about it? Okay, first of all, just stab me straight through the heart and call it 90s vintage. You know, <laughs> yeah. throwback. It's like, I, I think I still have stuff from the 90s I'm wearing. Right. Um, okay, so the rayon from the 90s, the trick is wash it on a really short cycle. It won't wrinkle as much. Okay. So wash it in the machine. Just use the express cycle, 15 or 30 minutes, and use just a tiny bit of detergent. If you use a lot of detergent it'll wrinkle a lot more. So you just use a little bit. For that gown, how old do you think the gown is? Do you think it's from like the 60s or later or newer? Um, I I haven't seen it. I'd ask this friend like what decade she thinks it's from. Just the fact that she's describing it as a heavyweight satin, I'm guessing it's 60s. Okay. If it's 60s or newer, we're good to go. You can wash it with oxygen bleach. Okay. But you need to use real oxygen bleach. So look for 100% sodium percarbonate. Yep. And that will, you can wash it. I would probably wash it in the bathtub. Just okay. use warm water, some oxygen bleach, and a, you know, a pinch of soap. Let it soak for about 20 minutes. Drain, you know, rinse, drain, rinse, so rinse it twice. But here's the important part of that. Once you rinse it the second time, just let it lay in the tub until it's damp. If you try to pick it up when it's soaking wet, you'll probably tear the skirt off of it because the skirt will be so heavy yep. that the thread won't be yep. strong enough to do it. So just let yeah. it lay there till it's damp and, you know, it'll steam right out. It'll be easy. Okay. Thanks, Kristen. And what Thank a fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, what a fun thing you and your group does. I love that. Totally. Totally. All right, Laura, let's take our next caller. Laura, you're. Hi, Laura. You're on my talk. Do you have a question for Patrick? Hello. Yes, I do. Hi. So I have two little girls. I've got a two-year-old. I've got a 10-month-old. They have dry skin, and after bath time, I just slather them in Aquaphor, and I try really hard not to get that on my clothes, but I always get them on my clothes. I have the hardest time getting it out. Is there anything I can do to, like, A, get it out right when it happens, and B, to get out any stains on clothes that I've had where it has previously gotten on them, run through the washes, et cetera. Okay, this is actually really easy. Because it's so greasy, right? Yeah, That's the thick. issue. And thick aquifer, yeah. thick like Vaseline or something. Yeah. Okay. So you need to get sudsy ammonia. You can probably get it like at Menards or Home Depot or something. You can sometimes find it in the grocery store, but it's usually easier to find at a hardware store. Sudsy ammonia and use that as your only detergent. Just put the clothes in the washing machine, about a half a cup of sudsy ammonia. Everything will come right out. It'll actually be really easy. And by the way, if your children have dry skin, use less detergent than you think you need because it can be detergent can be very irritating, especially on babies. Thank you. This is such great news. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Oh, of course. How sweet are you? Thanks for calling in. Grant, is Laura next? Yes, Laura okay. is next. All right. Hey, Laura, you're on my talk. Do you have a question for Patrick? Oh, this is Ava. Excuse oh, me. I'm a sorry. A Ava. Ava, you're on my talk. Do you have a question for Patrick? 
Yes, I do. I have a tendency to have, uh, I notice that, that sometimes there's smell from my washing machine. Can't get a new front loader. So if we can work with my top loader that I have, I alternate between vinegar, ammonia, and borax as options for keeping it fresh. Is there a reason to choose one over the other? Okay, actually... You're in luck because you have both of the things you need. But here's what you need to do. You need to dump a pound of borax in your machine and then add an entire gallon of vinegar. So a pound of borax and a whole gallon of vinegar. Run it on the longest, hottest cycle that you have, whatever that happens to be. And that is long enough and hot enough to sort of clean everything out of your machine. I will tell you, you probably... I'm going to sound like a broken record today, but you probably need to use less detergent because the detergent is what's building up in your machine. Well, and I try not to use a lot of detergent because I have sensitive skin and can't vary things very much. But um, someone said that they thought if um, I'm using vinegar, certain fabrics are shrunk or stretched. I forget which. Well, vinegar actually won't damage the fabric, but when you do this this clean, Treatment don't put the anything laundry. in the okay. don't put anything in the washing machine. Just run the gallon right. of vinegar and the pound of borax through your machine as just a cleaning cycle, and then you won't have to run something with your clothes. Okay. Oh, I love that because yeah. I have one of these Great. old. Thank you. I, I, thanks, Ava. Yeah. I have one of these old suckers too. Yeah, do it once every three months, once every six months when you notice that you need it. It's. Super easy. Right. Okay. All but right. Before we get to the yes. Ashley, Anna called in and she was driving and couldn't stay on. Okay. She wanted any tip on getting lint out of her, like there's still lint getting on her wash, her clothes, even in the washer and in the dryer. Any good tips? Lint. To, yeah. Okay. I, I swear I sound like a broken record. It always happens with something. It's too much detergent. Your detergent is staying in your clothes and you're making your clothes sticky. So oh. about two tablespoons of detergent is plenty, Serious. and then the lint won't stick to your clothes. For the dryer, you know, a ball of aluminum foil makes all the lint end up in the lint trap. Okay. And, and the aluminum foil trip tip is something that you've talked about forever. So you take like about a yard yep. of aluminum foil, you roll it up in a ball, and then you throw it in your dryer so you don't have to use dryer sheets, you don't have to use fabric softeners. Right. You don't have to use anything, and it gets rid of the static clean. Right. So is a Tide Pod then too much, just one pod? There's enough detergent in one Tide Pod to do five loads of laundry. Wow. wow. So you should even be, shouldn't even be using one, technically. Right. Yeah, just... Wow. So go to the other stuff and measure it out. Do some right. liquids yeah. or some dress. Good to know. Yeah, yeah, or some powder. And the other thing about lint, you might be using too long of a cycle. Oh. Because lint is actually a breakdown of your clothes. So... A shorter cycle is probably going to make you happier. Oh, I love it. All right, we have time for one more question. Ashley. Let's talk to Ashley. Ashley, you have a, like, really... Hi. Hi, hon. You got a minute. You got a minute. I Okay, white baseball pants. How do I keep them white, get them white, get all the grime out from baseball? The million-dollar question. It's easy. Get a horsehair brush and a bar of laundry soap. Wet the brush. Rub the brush across the bar of soap and build the lather up in the brush. And then go on to the okay. pants and scrub... And then you'll lift that dirt up into the lather and then toss them in the washer, and they will be white and gorgeous. But no fabric softener, no dryer sheets, and a tiny bit of detergent will make them so much easier to keep clean. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks and, for calling. Thanks for calling. And, you know, I have. I know there's going to be more calls. We'll we'll peek in at this again, you guys, because we're out of time right now, but we'll visit this again at, like, yeah. 430. Perfect. Because I know people love it and have all these questions. 
One of the, you know, things that I am finding is like shirts with um, lycra in them mm-hmm. that are kind of like cotton lycra blends. Yep. How do you get, how do you get like a... You need 100% sodium percarbonate. 100%. Because the lycra is polyester and polyester is hydrophobic, oleophilic, hates water, loves oil. So it's attracting the oil in your skin and the oxygen bleach or ammonia. You could use ammonia too. We'll take it out. Perfect. All right. We'll be back. This is Lori and Julie on my talk.